This episode of the Wings of Blue Cheese podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian division of the Cast Horse Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese podcast and the Buffalonian podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the latest edition of the Wings with Blue Cheese podcast. What is going on, everybody? My name is Evan Harrington. With me, as always, my co-host, Joel Frazee, for episode eight of the Wings with Blue Cheese podcast, brought to you by the Buffalonian Sports Network. Um, Joel, how are you doing, man? Hey, things are good. Things are well. Uh, school is starting back up for uh, for almost everybody, and I'm happy that it's not for me. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, it's... it's um, it's going well though. Things are good. The weather's been great here in Michigan the past couple of days. We had, um, we did, however, this past week have a huge storm, and the lake, yeah. uh, the lake rose. Uh, the the water level rose about three feet. Um, so we have docks that are sticking out of the water. We had, uh, uh, but every, but luckily everything is fine. Everything is everything is well. And um, how are the first uh, first couple of days of school going for you? Yeah. So I just. Um... Officially class-wise wrapped up day two of school. Um, I've gotten my uh, four classes out of the way. Um, I'm taking five, but one of those is an internship with Buff State Hockey, so I'm not really considering that a full class. But So I'm taking you know, four classes and stuff, and you know it, it's been good so far. A lot of early releases uh, just because it's you know syllabus week. You know They just want to get yeah. in, get to know you, and really send you out on your way. Um, so yeah, um, it's been fun, but I just want to ask a question. So like when you're talking about the, uh, three feet of, of water, like yeah. I know your house is right on the water. Like is yeah. how high is it actually from the, the water level? So, yeah. So, uh, it, it's a cliff basically. And, uh, it was before, before the, uh, flooding, it was probably a good 10 foot jump. You know, if you were to jump off the, off of our, uh, off of our deck here, right into the water. And now, yeah, now it's, it's probably at like, you know, six or seven feet. Um, and obviously three feet doesn't seem like a lot, but like, it's, it's fun when, when I walk out there, it's, it's very strange. It feels like the water's like right there. So it is, it is interesting. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was a storm and the, the barrier, the barrier keeping in the water from this uh, little Creek that goes like, that's maybe like a half mile away. Um, uh, broke the barrier broke and uh just the water just started pouring in and i got a ton of pictures of it and because we took the boat out immediately and went to go see it right the morning after the storm right and um yeah yeah it, it's cool it, it was cool the only problem with it was that the water that was coming in was like kind of dirty it was like murky water and it, sure. and it came from like the farms and stuff that are around here i live i live in a very rural area yeah um so um you know a lot of farming and stuff around here but um yeah so that that was that was it but it's it's kind of it, it is crazy to to see like because here's here's a fun fact for everyone out there um like it takes 50 million gallons of water for this lake to rise one inch 
Really? Okay. So think about that. I mean, you can do the math for three feet, how much water <laughs> poured in uh, because of that, not only because of the storm, but then because of the, like I said, the barrier broke. Um, so yeah. it's a lot of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Also, before we, we wrapped up last episode, after that, uh, you were going to play in, in a big hockey game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And we weren't, you know, ever able to get back to that and, re and really chat it oh, up. Um, right. You just want to talk about that and who you played against and everything that went on with that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there, there's uh, countless, there was countless like um, ECHL and AHL guys that were out there. Um, but, uh, the, but yeah, the NHL guys, uh, you had Jordan Osterley, uh, you had Alex Debrinkit, um, you had uh, Wolanski. He played for was it he plays for vancouver i believe um and um uh, there's there's another one too i'm missing that was on the uh that was on the other team but the point is is it was it was it was amazing it was fun um we had a kid so every team had six every every team had six guys we had one bail <laughs> we had a we had a toledo walleye guy bail on us last second so all five of us just got in a car and just drove right up there. So the team was all in one big truck and <laughs> um, we showed up there. Uh, it was pretty fun uh, to bring it. That guy can pretty much do whatever he wants on the ice. Uh, he he's just has he's, his puck control and his smarts are just obviously through the roof. Uh, and he and the funny thing is, is he wasn't even trying, <laughs> you know, like, Really, you can tell that he wasn't really taking it all that serious, but, um, but yeah, either way, he, he, when he turned it on, he just was like flipping pucks around guys. And like, it, it's like, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was a treat to watch. And every game that he played, you just saw a ton of fans, like, you know, gathered around like their bench and stuff. And he had a ton of kids with Blackhawks jerseys going, running up to him and having them sign it and stuff. So it was, it was a really, it was a really cool experience. And then on, for, for myself, just being on the same ice sheet as him is, is an honor. Right. And, um, yeah. and his, his, I tell you what though, his, uh, his shot is very, it's very underrated. Um, you know, cause his hands and his, in his smarts, I would say, and you know, his hockey IQ is off the charts, but, um, his hands and his passing, like get a lot of attention. Um, but his shot is, especially his one timer. I didn't realize um, I, I had no idea his one timer was as good as it as it was. So um, seeing it up close, like I think uh, him and Osterley were on a two on one on me, and uh, and I was I was just backing up and I was kind of playing, kind I was trying to play the pass, but like in the NHL, like like these guys, their shots are so good. It's like I kind of want to play the puck, like I kind of want to like play the guy that has it and like have him yeah. beat the passer, right? So. I was kind of in the middle. I probably wasn't in the greatest defensive position, but he just, he fed it over. I, I wasn't expecting him to feed it over to Debrinket because he was almost like he, he was like well outside, well outside of like a dangerous area. He was like past the dots, like outside of the dots. And yeah, and just it, it Debrinket didn't even waste a second. He just one timed it like from like between maybe three feet from the blue line and just beat our goalie clean. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like that's like a goal you'd see in NHL. <laughs> oh, it was so NHL. Like it was a perfect saucer pass and everything. Like he he put it right through my stick. I tried to bat it down, but it just went right through. And and 
one timer. Like it was, I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's national. That's the national for you. Yeah. Uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that was it, it was it was cool. It was really cool. Um Osterley too. I mean, shoot, that guy, he was barely trying, but he was insane out there as well. So um I thought he was with the wings, he's with Calgary. Um so uh, he, I, I kind of was confused at first there, but he, uh, he, I mean, it's, it's so funny. We were talking about it on the way home. It's like these guys, like, you know, you hear about them obviously cause they're playing in the NHL and you watch them on TV and everything. And like, you know, Osterley's like a role, he's like a depth player, right? He's a role player. Yeah. Um, but when you, you put them out there, like against a, you know, against like, you know, some mostly like lower level pro guys, like age or not AHL, but, but ECHL level, like. Oh my God. Like it's the, the difference is just, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So other than that, I didn't mean to get too long winded about that, no, but um, awesome. that was, yeah, that was it. We ended up, um, we ended up winning. We ended up beating the NHL team at the end. Uh, really? Yeah. We ended up uh, beating them at the end. I think they won two games against us. Then we won the last one and then we beat uh, the other team. That was mostly it's kind of like us where it was like, where it was like a couple, couple coast guys and, one AHL guy and then like uh one like SP fed guy like 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 me so um that was kind of uh, uh we we ended up playing them it was pretty good it was a it was a great experience overall I was happy I did it I'll definitely do it again next year uh yeah. if we can ever if we can ever make it happen Ev we uh we got to get you out here so you can like get some get some content for that because that is it, it's a, such a cool thing that'd be cool that'd be cool um, yeah. speaking of news, I got some breaking news here. Breaking, breaking news. news from Evan. Breaking, breaking no news. No way. I'm on the move. On the move. No way. Let's hear it. Where are you going? Baines. Huh? Baines. You're, you're moving into Baines. Uh-huh. You're moving in to my oh. old. Oh my. Okay. So for all those out there, uh, <laughs> Baines is, uh, Baines is a legendary, um, Baines is a legendary spot uh, in, in the city of Buffalo. Um, it's a, it's a three-story house that, uh, that myself, Connor, uh, Connor Beisel, uh, Anthony Marin, Michael McCosh, Jared Figueroa, um, part-time Matt Pasek and part-time Liam Gross, um, lived in last year. Um, and, uh, I found it at the end of my junior year. And we toured it. Uh, it was an un, it, we thought it, we thought it had a lot of a potential, and you know it could uh, it it had a really nice attic space, which was great for like uh, you know great for you know extracurricular activities. Um, you know, on a Friday or Saturday night, it was kind of like the spot you could go before uh, before we went out. Um, and oh my goodness, I can't believe it! Evan's moving yeah. in. That is, that is, that's incredible. Um, so Evan, just so you know, you, uh, you owe me four sixteen for a security deposit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Um, I heard about that, but, uh, oh my gosh, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, you're going to be living with all those guys. Um, yeah. they had, uh, they had some scumbag that dropped out, uh, at the last second, he told everybody he was going to play on the team and he told everybody he was coming and, and he ended up bailing on them. So they, they had five guys or they only had five guys going into this year. Um, so that, that'll be fun. Ev, you're, you're really in the mix now. You're really yeah. in the mix. Um, yeah, no, I was, um, I was talking to, I was give you a little 
light story about it. No, I, you know, please, I, I want to hear it. Yeah. I want to hear yeah, all about it. I was talking to Kosh and Biz about it, and I just kind of just threw it at the fan as a joke. I was like, ah, you guys got five. You know, I'll just commit. I'll move in fully. And and then, like, Kosh was like, yeah, dude, just do it. Biz was like, do it. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I thought about it, I think, for a few hours. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Maybe this could actually be a thing because, you know, obviously I'm down there a lot um, yeah. for school, work, um, and just, you know, other stuff in general. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it would just kind of make sense for myself. And I was just like, you know, this would be like a two-year thing because I have two years left of school. And everyone was on board yeah. for it. Um, and then, yeah, everyone, even everyone on the team kind of seemed on board for it. So, um, yeah, no, I was just like, you yeah. know might as well and also like yeah they have five guys and it would also help out to have a six in it, would, there. it would and, it, it really helps and honestly it's not, like what what is it yeah. it's it's it would be 500 plus utilities 500 plus utilities um if it was if you stuck with five and um then but that that 416 makes it a lot uh makes it yeah. a lot better um but also for the for the fans out there who are you know really care about where evan harrington lives um he basically lived on our couch last year. Okay. Like, let's not get it twisted. Like this kid like would sleep on our couch like every other night. And so this, this doesn't really come as an, as an, as a shock. It shouldn't come as a shock to anybody. <laughs> um, yeah. But now this is a huge upgrade for you though, Ev, because you get a room and yeah. uh, I assume you're taking the one downstairs. Yeah. The one, the one Liam was in last semester. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically Evan gets the whole lower floor, the whole first floor to himself, which is pretty cool. Uh, he gets yeah, his own bathroom too, which is really nice. That's, that's <laughs> huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, well, and, and also like the big thing with that was like, um, I think, I think like the, the house also like made sense too. Cause like, obviously I spent a lot of time there. Um, but also like a lot of those guys, those are all the guys that came in with, you know, mm -hmm. Kosh, yeah. Figs, yeah. Biz, Mo. um, you know, I also yep. came in guys with like obviously you, but you only yep. had two years there. Um, yep. and then obviously came in guys like with like Joe and stuff, but and Moyer. But really, like yep. I came in with those like four guys, and then like obviously Gross is there too. Yep. Uh, you know, he just came, you know, year after. But yeah, yep. honestly, like you know, couldn't be better for the guys. No, it's, that came a great, it's a great spot for you too. I mean, it's uh, awesome because it's uh the location too. You're you can wake up you know, 10 minutes before class and you're fine. You know, you, you shouldn't do that, Realist. but like you can do it and you, you can get away with it. There are a couple alarms I snooze through. So, um, yeah. I would know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. Ev I'm happy for you. Um, it's a little X, you know, it's, it's, it's good. You know, you lived for the first two years at home. Um, and now, yeah. and now you're, you know, it's probably, you know, your parents probably want you out of there anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we also just moved my sister out too, like a week ago. So, yeah, not even a week ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Both. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I mean, that, that just, I, not to get too corny, but that, that just made my day. Uh, <laughs> own bathroom. Who's going to clean it? Oh, yeah. It's a great question. Yeah. Who is going to clean true. it? Ev, you're going to, you, Ev, this is a lot of responsibility for you, kid. Yeah, it is. It's a lot it really of responsibility. Is. I mean, um, you got the kitchen there too. Uh, biz, biz, he does all the dishes. So, um, that, that'll never change as long as business yeah. there. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, that is good for you. Ev. Good for yeah. You. So obviously moving off of that news and, uh, everything that 
we were talking about earlier. Let's get into some NHL talk. Uh, then we'll move into yeah. a little more Sabres talk. Uh, there's some interesting prospect rankings that some pages on Instagram and Twitter have. Yeah. Um, then we'll also get into a little NFL talk, nothing too crazy, but Joel found a uh, NFC North graphic dealing with the Lions, so mm-hmm. thought we might as well fit it in here Yeah. and make it part of the conversation for today. But yeah. let's talk around some news around the NHL. And in between episodes, there were you know a few – big things that happen around the league. Yep. And I think it will be uh, fun to get into. Yeah. Uh, Joel, I'm going to have you talk about this in general, because this player yeah. played for your team yeah. um, after 404 games uh, between six NHL uh, clubs, uh, yeah. Jonathan Bernier retired from the national hockey league, Jonathan Bernier, uh, a former NHL goalie. Um, he's played for teams like Toronto and your Detroit Red Wings. Um, Joel, just talk about him, you know, how good he was and you know, what he meant to the NHL. Yeah, no, well, he was, um, yeah, so he, I, I don't want to say he never found a home, but I just really, it felt like he never just got a chance to really stick with a team. Um, it, but also at the same time, it, it was, it's a huge compliment because he would go somewhere and they would sign him kind of as a backup. Cause I know this happened in Detroit too. They would sign him as a backup, but he, you know, after, after, you know, his performance, you know, he was one, a one B, you know, with the, with the, you know, a tandem with the other goalie. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think he has, um, never heard a bad thing about him. Uh, you know, the, the media thought he, the media like loved interviewing him. His interviews are actually pretty funny. Um, he's kind of a quiet guy, kind of reserved. Um, but, uh, he's got, um, he's just a good guy and he was a good guy to have in the locker room. And he clearly, had you know a, a good reputation around the NHL, you know, being moved around so much, and you know, being able to to play as many games as he has because like he's played in the NHL for for years. It's just that, and even but like four four oh four, right? You said four hundred and four. Yeah, four hundred four games. Four, four games, yeah. So he, I mean, you think about how many games that he was on the bench for, um, and he still was able to like you know provide consistent you know goal goaltending for you know six i mean how many original six teams did he play for i mean like this this guy had he didn't even he didn't he didn't avoid the spotlight that's for sure so yeah um but yeah no he was uh in detroit though he was uh i liked him i never had a problem with him i uh the past couple of years i think detroit's had some decent goaltending the nadelkovich thing never really panned out the way um you know eiserman thought it would but uh but no, Bernier was, uh, he was a rock. He was a solid foundation and, and, um, you know, congrats to a great career to him. I mean, that's, it's got to feel good to, re- it's, it sucks, but at the same time, it's like, he's, he can hang him up and he can be proud of what he did. So good yeah. for him. Yeah. That's about it. It's uh it's never easy yeah. being able to go from club to club to club. Um, and you know, not knowing yeah. which one will be your last, but it kind of seems, you know, he was able to go out on his own terms in a sense, instead of just not being yeah, able to go to another definitely. club, he kind of had his own way out, and that's the best way you can do it. Uh, not only in, in, in sports, but just in, in life with work. Um, so just smaller news, but former Buffalo Saber, uh, Nathan Bolyu is getting a tryout with the Carolina Hurricanes, and just small news. Any yeah. Sabres fan out there does remember Nathan Bolyu. Um, honestly, probably some other fans around the uh, you know, the mm-hmm. league too. He played 52 games with Anaheim last year, nothing crazy with him. Uh, Nathan Beaulieu, just, you know, kind of your, your fringe defenseman, your seventh, eighth, ninth guy, top, you know, four AHL defenseman, mm-hmm. nothing crazy there, but, um, 
Speaking of a former saber, Brandon Hagel yeah. signs a eight-year, six and a half million dollar extension with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Joel, I'll kind of you know let you take it from here on Brandon Hagel. Yeah, I think um I I mean we have a we have a graphic that Evan and I shared with each other too. Um about how what was it five or six years ago he got he was released from uh, the Sabers right so um, this guy is just he you know it's it's a true comeback story that'll that you know that shows that you should never <laughs> that even in the NHL like it, it's hard to it's hard to come back from you know stuff like that but when you do it, it it's worth it uh yeah what is yeah so it's eight years six and a half million I mean this is a this is a steal for like what he provides to a team like Tampa Bay. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, six and a half is, is, is a steal for a guy like him. I mean, he can, he can do anything. Like you can put him out there in any position. Uh, their power play is good enough. So they probably don't need him there, but uh, any defensive role, you know, he's out there, um, you know, penalty kill, penalty kill four on four. He's a great skater. Um, so I, I, I love, I love that signing for uh, Tampa Bay. He's, he's one of my, favorite players on Tampa. I love his, I love his game. Um, you know, as, as I'm starting to transition into a uh, professional now as well, I can, I like, I have been watching like film, like I, on guys like him because that's like kind of the role that I see myself playing um, now that I'm, you know, moving up. So like, um, and, and he can play center and wing too, um, which is very valuable. Um, I think they mostly have him at wing um, on Tampa yeah. Bay, but I know he can play center too because I saw him take faceoffs. Um, so it, it's um, this is a great this is a great move. I mean, this is a great thing for him. I don't know. If, I don't know. I'm not sure if he was a free agent or if he had one more um, deal left or one more year left on his deal. But yeah, he, uh, either I, way, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he was going to go anywhere. I mean, stay. He's, he's yeah. I mean, Tampa was going to do anything to keep him. So. Um, yeah, and he got locked him up long term too, eight years. So yeah, he's not going. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. And um, I'm sure the fans down in Tampa are really happy about it. Yeah, and it really just goes to show you. Um, it's it, it's another puzzle piece in how bad the Sabers management slash coaching was. You know, really yeah. all the way up until the yeah. Sabers got Don Granato and Kevin Adams. It's another player that the Sabers had in their system and they let go. And they didn't know how to use them, or they didn't just see the talent that was right there. Because yeah. if you watch, like, if you had a good development staff, if you had a good coaching staff, if you had a good management staff around your organization, it'd be very rare to miss on a talent like Brandon Nagel. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it's it's rare that it it happens once in a while, but it's rare that a good management staff misses on a great player. That's only because they got such a stacked team because they built that up. The Sabers yeah. didn't have that. They had you know, pieces to fill yeah. and they had one in Brandon Hagel. And obviously five years later, yeah. he signs a $52 million contract and mm -hmm. is going to be a pivotal piece going forward on a Stanley cup contending team. It's just really sad. It's really sad. And like, as, as a, I guess, Sabre fan, and like you just have to like shake your head because like a guy like Brandon Hagel would be perfect for the Buffalo Sabres, like perfect. Um, you know what I mean? Cause like, um, the say as much as I like the Sabers, like the one thing that they haven't had in, in the past couple of years is a little bit of grit. They needed some, right? And they and they got some with Greenway. They traded for him, right? Um, talk. but he, you know, you or yeah, talk. I mean, a little bit, but I mean, we're talking. We we want yeah. like you know yeah. what I mean. You need 
you know, yeah. a defensive specialist that, you know, uh, but so I, I think Hagel, I think Hagel would have fit perfectly in that, in that role for um, the Sabres. I don't, you know, but at the same time, man, the guy's got two cups down in Tampa. So it's hard not to be happy for him. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, other than that though, I think uh, I actually was just reading the comments on the, uh, on the uh, NHL discussion there. And uh, a lot of people are not actually happy about it. They think it's an overpay and overterm. Uh, so um, I don't really. And they they're saying like he he put up only one sixty point season, and he's getting all this money thrown at him. I just don't know if people are just they just are ignorant and stupid, or if they're just ignorant. I I don't know what it is, but like there's more to the game of hockey than points, and like you can't. Yeah. look at you can't look at stats and like try to you know and and pick a stanley cup team so um you know way to go idiots making hockey look bad but you know that's i you know i can't can't have everything i guess so yeah right um speaking of detroit red wings yes. uh, you know we talked about um you know former goaltender jonathan bernie a couple yeah. moments ago um you guys signed or re-signed uh joe valeno yeah, one year contract. Yep, just Talk under a million, that. just under a million. Um, he, and, uh, another like a uh, key like uh depth, depth presence. Uh, he's a center. Uh, he can play wing, but he Iserman uses him mostly as a center. Um, I like his game. I really do. I don't have anything against him. Uh, he's he works hard. Uh, he's he's defensive. He's defensive minded. Uh, he, he does have talent off on the offensive side, but in his role and how the wings want, uh, and in the wing system, it's kind of hard to really shine offensively. Um, you know, kind of like an Islanders a little bit, kind of like an Islanders like mindset. Um, so Valant, but he's, you know, getting a guy like that, uh, he's also on it. This is also a prove it, prove it contract for him. Um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about Lafreniere in a minute too, but, uh, like this is a prove it deal. Um, and you know under a million like you know earn earn your next contract and that that's what they want out of him and and Iserman is is notorious for that and he will continue to do it and you know doesn't you know Valeno is a guy that he can put up if he puts up 40 or 50 points this season like like he's looking he's looking at a roster spot for you know a long time so yeah. he, you know this is a prove it deal for him and and um it's a good good depth signing by the wings um, speaking of a proven deal, you just said it a second ago, Alexis yeah. Lafreniere signs yeah. a two year, $2.325 million contract with mm -hmm. the New York Rangers on a re-sign. And, you know, um, Lafreniere comes off a, a 40 point season, um, mm -hmm. improved maybe a little bit than yeah. his past years, but still not enough to, you know, warrant a five six seven eight year deal um and it's a two-year deal it's a bridge contract and it's a prove-it deal uh simply put for lafreniere uh again this is a guy that's a former first overall pick just a few years ago um and now he's on a bridge deal i mean joel what do you kind of make about this you know you know as a guy you know like lafreniere that's gonna be on a two-year deal you know what? It's just, I, I, I think this just shows how hard the NHL is. Like people are just so ignorant. Um, I, I, this is a first overall pick. This guy tore up major junior. I mean, this guy was, 
you know, nobody, nobody thought he was going to be the next Crosby. Nobody thought he was going to be the next, you know, the next superstar of the NHL. But um, I think this just shows how hard it is to, to consistently um, put up points in the NHL. Oh, this guy put up 39 points last year. I mean, this, you know, he's at a half point per game in the NHL. Like this is not like, he's not a scrub. Um, you know, but, but you know, that it's tough having that first overall pit, you know, tagged on your name. It, 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 you know, fans are just allowed to be ruthless to you, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, uh, but, uh, it, it just shows you that like, just cause you get drafted first, like, doesn't mean that you're going to get the next, <laughs> the next prodigy of hockey. Um, so I, but, but as, as for the deal, as for the deal, this makes sense. Um, realistically, I might be going out on a limb by saying this, but I think this is kind of a, this is kind of a great deal for both sides. Um, I think I, I really like it because that's a very cheap price tag um, for a player. That's a half point per game with the upside of Alexis Lafreniere. Cause you've seen, you've seen his junior highlights. You can see what he can do when he's confident and when he's playing at full boat. Um, but this is just, you know, this is a prove it deal. So the, it's, it takes barely any cap out of, out of the, the Rangers. And then, and it gives Lafreniere two more years to, to really get it together. Um, and, you know, and turn into hopefully the player that he can be. Um, but at the same time, like you need guys like him on your team. So he's, he's out there blocking shots. He, he was a bit, he was, he was doing really well in, um, in the playoffs there. Um, he was a, he's a playoff player. You saw that last year. Uh, he really stepped up. Uh, so I, I mean, I just, I, I really hate how it's going to get a lot of negative attention because he's a first overall pick and he's making $2 million a year. It's like, buddy, who do you play for? You know, like that, that's kind of my mindset to it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I like this for both sides. Um, Ev, I think, I, I think, I really think that like I I would love to see him on the wings. I I think you would you wouldn't mind seeing him on the Sabers, right? Yeah. Um I mean, he's, yeah, him come in as a third line center. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't see I so I mean, I I, I really don't I, I I don't know. I don't get I don't get all the hate other than like the first overall. Like I get it. But. Yeah, and and obviously um New New York's a tough fan base. Yeah, uh, no matter no matter what sports team you play for, whether that's the Jets, Giants, or even if yeah. you go over to basketball, um, the Knicks, yeah. or even the Brooklyn Nets. Honestly, that whole New York market yeah. is uh, it's 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 very tough to play for. And uh, yeah. obviously, the Rangers um, have been on the cusp for a few seasons now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, having the talented players they do, and in Zavanajad. Aaron and defensively, um, you have Adam Fox and the goaltender, you have Shisterk, and like you have a lot of really good core pieces. And then you yeah. had two guys that you had in the top two of the draft in Capo Caco uh, in mm-hmm. 2020, and then Lafreniere just a year later. Like you yeah. have not only the veteran presence talent wise and you know the back end guys, but then you also have a very good young core of players that should be able to, you know become their draft capital of the mm-hmm. type of player they could become and help move the needle forward. Uh, and, you know, Lafreniere hasn't been a, a bad player per se. He's He's been a guy that's been able to be in an NHL lineup every night and produce. Um, has he produced to what a first overall pick should be able to produce in the NHL? 
not necessarily, but at the end of the day, like you said, it's not a bad thing mm -hmm. um, to have a guy putting up 40 points in the NHL. It's just, again, where he was slotted in the draft and where he was you know, selected. Um, and then also, you know, what he's doing compared to other former first overall picks pretty recently. But when I think of first overall pick, I mean, even Rasmus Dahlin got a bridge deal. I know. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean his bridge deal was a little more, uh, lucrative money wise in term it was three years 18 million so six million per but at the same time the the buffalo sabers uh weren't handing out um an eight-year contract or asked Stalin like he's going to get uh very soon uh they gave him a three-year deal uh it's mm -hmm. a bridge deal bridge deals sometimes can wake players up um can kind of set them on the better trajectory than they were because you know maybe it was a mindset thing with Lafreniere. maybe he was you know doing very well but he just kind of needed a, a a different you know, pathway to go on for the next yeah. two years and, and really become the player he could become. And maybe this bridge deal is something that he needs to go. And like, he's like, all right, I got two years to figure it out if I want to stay with New York. And yeah. that's really what it is. So again, um, I think it's a fine deal. I mean, you're, again, you're getting a 40 point player for just yeah. over a little two for just over 2 million. Uh, I think it's fine. Um, mm -hmm. But moving on to another contract that was signed in the same day, uh, it's, the highest paid contract in NHL history based yeah. off term per year. Austin Matthews gets a four-year, $13.25 million contract extension with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, this makes Austin Matthews the highest paid player in the NHL, ahead yeah. of guys like Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, whatever you want to say about it. He's higher paid than those guys. Um, mm -hmm. Joel? You see Austin Matthews get the extension he does. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, 60-plus goal season. Yeah. Last year, a little bit of a down year points-wise. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he still gets the uh, $13 million a year. What do you think about it? Yeah, I um, – It the, the only way they could swing it, obviously, is because of the term, right? Um, the, you know, four years, you can, you can get away with paying a guy that much. Uh, if, if you keep it, you know, under four years or under, probably that's probably the cutoff. Um, I, I mean, I, I like it. I, so I like Austin Matthews. Uh, I, I think that he's a stud. I think he needs a lot. I think I, I don't, I mean, I would still pick McKinnon, McDavid, you know, if I'm building a team, I'd pick them over Matthews. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I it's, I, I like it's it's okay. It's just it's Toronto, man. Like I, I don't, I they just keep, it, it just seems like they keep digging a hole, and then they keep complaining that they about the hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I, and I don't, I just don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I would have, I like listen, like who am I to say this? But like, if I'm Toronto. Why would you not like try to get some of these guys to take less money to get other guys in that can really help you in the areas that you need it? Okay. But if you want to give Matthews more money, like we're like work with him on the marketing side so he can make money kind of like out, you know, like not in and the contract. The thing is, the thing is, you know what I mean? Like Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews is probably 
the NHL's most marketable player of what I mean. Oh, hundred that, percent. That, That's why I'm that saying he's this. in Toronto and yes. he's got a personality as much as I like Connor McDavid and he's the best in the league. That guy's about, you know, is, is dry as a wall. Like, you know, yeah, I know, he, I know. he doesn't have the personality that Matthews does outside of the, you know, outside of the ice rink. I don't um, think Matthews is really show. He doesn't really showboat his personality that much, but he's just like, he's just like, he just doesn't care. He's just like, yeah, uh, I mean, what, you know what yeah, I mean? Like McDavid is just very, he's just very like very private, to himself, very secretive. Which well, I mean, totally but the thing fine. is Crosby was like that too, though. Yeah. Crosby's like that too. He like, they, they like, I oh, shoot. I remember, I remember there was some kind of podcast or something. It's just, he's like, he's, he's got like two phones or something. You know what I mean? He's he, so like, you know, one is specifically, or no, actually, no, he has, he has one phone, but like, he like turns, he like turns it off at a certain time or something. Like he just, like, they just keep their lives separate. Like they're, they are and so private. Totally. So okay. Yeah. And like, you know, I think it was McDavid, I think it was Crosby or it was McDavid that like, he saw like what Crosby, like his success because of the way he did things. And he's like, I'm going to do that exact same thing. And so that's why you're seeing, that's why you're seeing a lot he, of that. I honestly, um, prediction, I, I kind of see Connor Bedard doing that too. I don't know if you've seen a couple of the videos of Connor Bedard, Yeah, but I know he's young and obviously yeah, he's got the limelight right in his face already, but you can just kind of see this trajectory for Connor Bedard know. of him yeah. becoming like a McDavid Crosby, not only on the ice, but like yeah. off the ice as well, just because oh, yeah. this, I, I forgot what it was. I, I, it was, um, I think it was like some like a uh, younger girl that was like doing a report or something like reporting. And she like interviewed, asked uh, Bedard a question. And then like, I don't even know. I, I forgot what it was or something. I think she gave him a hug after, or I don't know what it was, but Bedard just looks so, so awkward in it. And like, it, that's the exact same thing you'd see with McDavid. Exact same thing. And you know, that's okay. But you know, going back to the Matthews thing, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs have to figure out a way to, you know, move the needle here and yeah. get past the point of where they, you know, are kind of stuck in. Even though they I got know. past the first round this year, that really isn't progression to where their their roster is, the talent that they mm. have on their roster, the, mm. the the fan base and the media that they have in their city. Like, I don't think there is such thing um, as an overpay for an elite player. So what I mean by that is you're going to pay what you need to pay McDavid. You're going to pay it. You know, you're going to need to pay what you need to pay McKinnon, et cetera. When you think of the top guys in the league. And I do consider Matthews around that, around that trajectory. Oh yeah. There's no doubt he is, but there's no doubt. But when you have a player like Austin Matthews, $13 million is almost a million more than a guy like Nathan McKinnon. Right. And if Matthews was stuck for, let's say 12.1 or like 11.8, man, that that's almost, you know, a million and a half dollars that can bring in a depth defenseman or a fourth line center or, you know, got or a backup goaltender. Like you never know where that money could go and how like that money can win you a game, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it, it's, it's just so little, but it's just when you don't create that, that cap space because you sign the extension Matthews does, that just hurts your team little by little. It doesn't yeah. seem like much in the present moment, but when you go down to the building aspect of uh, building an NHL roster, yeah, you're going to need that, you know, $1.5 million to, to bring in, to bring in a, a, an, an Ilya Labushkin or, yeah. you know, bring in a, you know, backup goaltender. You never know. 
Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, no, it is right. what it is. It is what it is with Toronto. It's just, asset, um, it's just poor. It's poor asset management, right? Like these players are assets. They're pawns, and they're playing. They're I, paying I just, five players, man. Five players. I know. Like I just, I, I don't. I like, and that's the difference. It, that's the difference, and this is what I appreciate about the Buffalo Sabers. Like, they are paying their players, mm-hmm. but they're paying a large camaraderie, camaraderie of their players over time. Like, yeah. they already have their two, their number one and two center mm-hmm. for the next six plus years locked up. Yeah, seven million dollars a pop. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, that that's a steal itself. Mm-hmm. Right. They have in in com- a coming month or whatever they will have. Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, and Matias Samuelson all locked up for six plus seasons. Mm-hmm. That's three defensemen that are going to be very good for a very and long time. And then, yeah, right. You they have you know, yep. and, and, you know and, then, and then you just locked up for four yeah. years. Like they're gonna have they have Alex. They're gonna have Alex Tuck locked up. Like they're gonna you know they're gonna have all mm-hmm. these guys locked up. And they're smart with you know they're smart. They built their core. They have their top one and two centers, and they have three large defensemen. Right there, you can build around, right? It, it, it works. And then you have your Alex Tuck, Skinners, Quince Paterkas, um, you know, all those types of guys. But, you know, they they got the the guys out and right away. But, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going out and, you know, signing a, a John Tavares to $11 million. And, yeah, that looks great for four years, but how does it look after four years? I mean, Tavares yeah. is still a really good player. Yeah. Still a really good player, but is he's not an $11 million player. Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, dude, honestly, like, like, to, like Tar- Tavares should be making Tage Thompson money, and Tage Thompson should be making Tavares money. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you really want to get literal like that, and that just makes me uh, uh, appreciate the contracts um, that the Buffalo Sabres give out and the management that we have in, oh, yeah. you know, in this organization. No, the, Sabres, um, the Sabres and the Wings are doing, are both, I think they're both doing the right thing. I, I, but the, you know what the problem is, Ev, is that people don't have patience. Right, people don't have patience with it, and they want like great I can, and I, and I'm, I'm speaking from this, you know, I, I get. So the history between the Sabers and the Wings is a little bit different. The Wings have had success, and so like the fans are kind of, you know, they're hungry for it. However, a team like the Sabers, who have, you know, have made good runs, but they've never, you know, they, they're just right on that cusp and they can't get it. Those fans, like your fans, are just so hungry. They just want. They, they're so desperate, right? But like the problem is, is like in order to build up a team like that and to kind of create that culture, it it takes serious amounts of time. And we're talking, you know, almost decades or almost a decade, probably to really get everything in place that it needs to be. Um, And but you know what the thing is, though, is like the NHL is a win now market. Like you need you if if you want fans, you want money, you you need win now. Yeah. And and so that's kind of the discrepancy. Yeah, and this isn't the NFL and the NBA and stuff where you could you could have the the quarterback right, like you yeah. could have the quarterback, and in one year you could be a phenomenal franchise, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. look look at look at jumps. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals went from a team that was absolutely horrendous. Their yeah. starting quarterback Joe Burrow goes down with an injury that could be career threatening. Yeah, and then the next year they're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's just like that. They, because they, they were able to build up, you know, you mm-hmm. know, a team for Joe Burrow in one year and, and, and everything clicked for them. Buffalo Bills, um, 
the Bills made the playoffs Josh Allen's second year. Mm-hmm. But they went from a team that was on the fringe of making the playoffs, being in the wild card, to a team that was in the AFC Championship the next season. You know? Like, it's just you can jump so quickly. I mean, look at the like the Chargers. I know the Chargers had some, you know, good success with Phillip Rivers before. But they drafted yeah. Justin Herbert year one. This guy's breaking rookie records. Like, you can be successful um, from a player standpoint or an overall team individual or a franchise standpoint right away in the, at the NFL. Same thing with basketball. I mean, look at the guy that's coming with the, the San Antonio Spurs, Victor Wambunyana. Like that team's going to be pretty good right out of the gate. So you can build mm-hmm. up a team very quickly um, in those sports. It's harder to do so in hockey because once you draft a first round pick, that yeah. guy can go back to college. That can get, that guy can go down to the minors. That guy's going back to juniors for all we know. You mm-hmm. never know. Yeah. Um, so that, that already sets it back a year or two. You never know. Um, so yeah, that's the thing with, you know, building the team and the patience within it. Um, last contract I actually want to talk about here. Evan Bouchard, uh, two years, uh, yeah. $3.9 million. Uh, so just about $4 million per, per season for, yeah. um, Evan Bouchard. So, I mean, 23 mm-hmm. years old. And he's put up 83 points over the past two seasons. Um, I actually like Evan, you know, uh, Bouchard. Um, maybe it's a little bit of an overpay, um, but I actually, I actually, I actually do like Bouchard. I, I think he works really well uh, with McDavid and Drysaitel and you know Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the power play. I think he's a very good puck moving defenseman. Uh, you know, maybe he's not your traditional, um, you know, puck moving stay at home yeah. defenseman at times, but. I like his offensive upside and, and, you know, if he's playing with McDavid, he's going to put up points. Uh, you know, he's playing with, playing with the Oilers, but I, I think he's a solid defenseman that really does yeah. a good job on the offensive side. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, th- I think um, just under four mil. I think that's good. I really do. Yeah, I, I don't mean, like the, the, the Oilers have the cap for it though. Like, I don't think they're in like, obviously they're paying their big, their, their big horses, but like they, this is not like, this isn't an overpay for them. Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure some people are going to disagree with that, but I mean, this is a guy that you, you need, you, you need a number two, right. Um, uh, cause you have nurse, you have nurse there. He's, he's good. Um, but he hasn't, ne- he hasn't necessarily panned out to all the hype that was around his name at first. Um, so I think that, I think that Bouchard is like a great number two, um, and you know, you can kind of bounce them back and forth off of each other. And I think, yeah, I, I really, I like it. I mean, his shots incredible too. Bouchard had a great playoff run by the way, too. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, he's real, real underrated. Obviously a lot of those Oilers guys are going to be, um, underrated a little bit because of who that, who else they have on the team. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, and this is two years too. I mean, what's, what was there? What's, what's there to hate about this? I mean, like, and if he doesn't want to cut, yeah, well, yeah, no kidding. Um, but like the only thing you should be scared of if you're an Oilers fan is, Hey, if he keeps up this, if he keeps this up and even does better after two years, that number is going to go up. You know what I mean? They're going to have to sign him for He's only 23. Like he's, I know he's going to get better. I know. I I mean, I sure hope so. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that you have that to think about, but. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So before we end um, the show today, we're gonna end about yeah. ten minutes here. 
Uh, we'll get through the Sabres news really quick and also the Lions news. We're going to run through this really quick. Uh, but, you know, staying on the NHL discussion Instagram, when scrolling through and, you know, finding some topics topics to talk about for today's episode, yeah. um, myself and Joel came across something that, you know, we really thought was interesting. And that was yeah. their prospects pool rankings. And, and they have a bunch of teams scattered yeah. throughout the top 32. But the one that we came across and really was intrigued by was uh, where the Buffalo Sabres were. And, and last year in his rankings, he had the, the Sabres first. Um, okay. But now he has them eighth. Um, and so I don't, okay. you know, obviously a lot of that having to do was having guys like maybe you know, Jack Quinn and Paterka and Owen Power not being considered technical prospects anymore. Um, same with a guy mm -hmm. like Dylan Cousins. You know, some of those guys yeah. that were Peyton Krebs. So some of those guys that were considered prospects aren't prospects anymore because of the NHL. Um, yeah. You know, NHL experience. Which, which is realistically, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they're not thing. prospects anymore is a great thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, but the thing here, uh, Joel and I thought they, you know, maybe should be, you know, a few spots higher. But these are the prospects that he has yeah. in the top ten. Um, at number ten, he's got Maximum Strack, uh, defenseman uh, Lucas Rusek, uh, right winger, was in Rochester last year. Uh, the center that was drafted this year in the second round, Anton Wahlberg, uh, Ryan Johnson, former first round pick a few years back, um, actually was the last draft pick from the Ryan Riley trade. Um, Isaac Rosen, uh, and number six, a left winger. Noah Ausland, uh, center draft a couple years ago, center. Uh, Yuri Kulich uh, did very well for Rochester in the playoffs. Uh, and number four, number three, Matthew Savoy. We all know how good Savoy is going to be. Number two, Devin Levi. Um, and at number one, they have Zach Benson. Uh, you know, the Sabres' first round pick this year. Um, mm -hmm. So just, Joel, really quick, before we move on to the Lions news, are you kind of surprised that they're, uh, they're behind your Detroit Red Wings? Um, I, you know, I honestly, I, I would, I, I would rather be where the Sabres are. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. have, I'd rather be, I'd rather move down the rankings, <laughs> but have a better team. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't, um, so yeah, he hasn't come out. He doesn't know. We don't know where the Red Wings fall, right? We just know that they're going to yeah. be top five. That's so, what it looks I mean, to be. Yeah. I can't, I can't see the wings being number one or number two. I can't, I can't see him being top three even. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that he's, he's get, they're going to be four or five. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a little biased, right? I'm a fan, but I think the red, I think the red wings do have a good pool. Um, but yeah, sure. it's just like, it's just like, it's literally just like, we're like a year behind um, you guys, right? Like it's, it's just, we need those players to make that jump. Um, and we need them to not be considered prospects anymore, but our prospect or, you know, the Red Wings prospects have been like good and they, and they keep, they keep doing well, but Iserman is notorious for keeping them, you know, where they are. So then when they come up, they're ready, you know, they're ready to fill right in and, and jump. I'm just, right I'm in ready. I'm just ready for the, the Detroit Red Wings surge of prospects. It's going to be like one year and then every single one of them is just going to be up. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, oh, that's, yeah, you know, that's the thing, right? But, you know, you know, one can, one can dream. Um, but uh, yeah, the league's, the league's better when Detroit's better. So I, I, I think that, I, I think that it'll, it'll come eventually. You just have to set to, you know, keep being patient with it and trust the, trust the plan, trust the process. So, but yeah, no, I'm sure it's, uh, 
I'm sure it won't be it won't be long before some of those guys are making an impact. Specifically, guys like Edvinson. Um, yeah, a guy like him, he needs to he needs to come up, and Red Wings need help. <laughs> need yeah. help Speaking of trusting the process and uh, trusting yes. the plan, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Detroit Lions have been trusting the plan of head coach Dan Campbell uh, for a while now, and it's looking to be paying off in big dividends. Mm-hmm. As Joel, you found this um, remaining salary cap. Uh, you know, it, it, this post was five days ago, so give or take um, a couple. You know signings or a couple mm-hmm. you know cap clearance space uh moves by any team mm-hmm. but the detroit lions were number one with just under 20 million dollars the bears second with 16.3 the packers with 13.6 and the vikings with 10.5 and, and when you take a look at these franchises i think the two best teams in the division are the detroit lions and the minnesota vikings um yeah. i think the minnesota vikings are fine where they're at cap space wise because they're paying proven players. They're paying proven talent. Uh, they're a proven team that can win games. The Detroit yeah. Lions, on the other hand, are a team that has shown they can win games, mm-hmm. but they haven't been able to get over the hump yet. And they yep. do have this extra available cap space. They've had the drafts that they've had. They brought in really good players. I like Jameer Gibbs. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, so. Right? So, And you're able to still make a couple moves with this cap space you have available. The Detroit Lions are not only the favorite to win the NFC North, but they're honestly probably, you know, not only the favorite to win the NFC North, but maybe, you know, bet to win a playoff game just because of where they're at. It's a really good shot. I I, I mean, I, yeah, obviously I'm biased. I'm, you know what I'm going to say. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I really do. I think, um, you know, you got to remember that, uh, Lions fans have been saying, you know, this is our year. This is our year for years now, right? Like, you know, you know, we we went through the went through the terrible trenches of being fans. You know, just you know, zero and sixteen, <laughs> one and fifteen, <laughs> two and two and fourteen, right? Like, it was just terrible for a while there. And um, but it now it's now it's actually starting to look like there are brighter days ahead. Um, and it's amazing how like a couple of key pieces getting a, you know, a competent GM, um, getting a coach like Dan Campbell. It's crazy how the culture can just switch overnight. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you have a, your favorite to win the NFC North. If they don't win the NFC North, you know, this, this season's a huge disappointment. Yeah. You know? I mean, so this is, this is the way I look at it. So this is the way I look at it. So the NFC North has its, uh, it has its interesting teams or its interesting yeah. components that you can kind of pick through and look at. It's um, weak. It's very weak. <laughs> but here's the thing. It could be very weak, but at the same time, it could also be very strong. So what yeah. I mean by that is the Chicago Bears have a quarterback at Justin Fields that I love, and I think he's yeah, going to take no, a big step forward. I just, I just don't know if that team's ready to make the jump with him. Yeah. But if that team takes the jump with Justin Fields, then you have a potential 10 win team, 10 win team in the bears, right? Mm -hmm. The Vikings are always kind of a lock to be around the 10 win mark anyway, Yeah. whether that's nine wins or 11 wins, they're going to be around the 10 win mark. Um, And then the green Bay Packers, I don't think the green Bay Packers are going to be this team. That's going to go out there and roll teams and go 13 and four, but I don't think the green Bay Packers are going to just be a a team that, you know, just, you know, gets shut out and lays on their stomach. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, every team in this division has its uh, has its what ifs, 
and it's what now, right? The Detroit Lions, what now is, all right, we have Jared Goff. We have Amon Ross St. Brown. We have Jameer Gibbs. We brought in a David Montgomery, right? We have Aiden Hutchinson on defense. Yeah. But the what if is, all right, are these guys going to get better? Is Jared Goff going to have the season he did last year? Is he going to go back to the Jared Goff he was before, right? Is Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery going to be a top five running back duo? Or are we going to, you know, put ourselves in the, you know, the, the, the hole here for drafting a first round running back. Right. Mm -hmm. So at that same time, it's, 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 it's uh, what will become like if the lions go out in our second in the division, but they win 10 games, get in the playoffs. It's a good yeah. season. Can't a good. It's a good season. Um, because at the end of the day, getting to the playoffs is the most important thing, right? No matter what, getting to the playoffs is the first step to winning a Super Bowl. Winning the division is an upgraded feature, like a DLC and unlockable that you yeah. get when you make the playoffs, when you get past that hump, right? That's kind of what the Buffalo Bills were. The Buffalo Bills made the playoffs, you know, as a team that can win the division in 2020 or in yeah. 2019. But the next year, they got that yeah. DCL feature unlock and they made the playoffs. They they got, you know, their their extra chip. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. I think the Lions, again, get to the playoffs. You got a really good thing to look back on no matter what happens mm -hmm. in your postseason. But if you win the division, yeah, then you're going in more fired up. You're going in, you know, fiery. Uh, so it, it really just depends how their season goes. But, yeah, I think that, I, you know, that's kind of what I got in the Lions. Yeah, yeah no worries. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you're, I think you're spot on. No, so, yeah, I've, um, it's been a long time a coming. To... We're just gonna, you know, I, I just wish I, I, for the sake of our, for the sake of our podcast, even, and our friendship, Evan, I really wish that, uh, the lions and the bills played more, uh, played against each other more. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, well, remember how the, they were supposed to play each other on, on the Thanksgiving game. And we almost went down for that in Cleveland. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Right. It, yeah. Oh my God. That, that was so funny. I, yeah, I, I wish, I, wish I could have, I think it was the was Bills it? versus Browns. Yeah. What well, it was Bills versus Browns in Detroit. That's what it was. Oh yeah. Cause Not, it was in Detroit. Cause, that, was. That cause was then funny. they, they were, they were, they were playing the following day because the snowstorm, yeah. but yeah, we, we got stuck in Rochester. <laughs> Yeah, that was so funny. I was so down to do it. Too. Thing, like that would have been so. Yeah, I had tickets. I, had I know tickets. the fact that you had tickets, and I'm like, okay, well, we can see, we can obviously stay at my house. Like this is gonna be all. This is gonna be an awesome plan. Like this could actually work as long as we don't mind driving Dude. four hours back and forth. Everyone's like, all right, have a good night. And then there's me and you off to Detroit. Looks in the no, morning, no, no. just this story post. Wait, what were these guys doing? In yeah, what the hell? Yeah, no, I would have said, I would have done it too. Because uh, yeah, obviously, it would have completely ruined our sleep schedule, but like, yeah, Who cares? screw it. Like, we'd be back, but we'd be back for class. Like, it was awesome too, because I had just gotten through a, a terrible week of school too, because it was like we had like a ton of homework or something. Like, there was something, it was something weird going on and it was like oh finally i'm all done and like and then this like pops up and like oh my god the game bills are playing in detroit <laughs> like yeah oh, right like come on dude let's go <laughs> yeah i know yeah i know maybe you know there will uh there definitely be an opportunity uh down the line um yeah whether that's playoffs or you know something else on the schedule when uh, the bills okay. are in detroit or you never know detroit's in buffalo um so you never know um yeah. but I think that's uh, that's going to do it for episode eight of the yep. Wings with Blue Cheese podcast brought to you by the Buffalonian Sports Network. I just want to say for myself and Joel Frazee, everyone that, you know, 
decides to tune in every episode and watch it, whether that's on the YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just want to say thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. Go Bills, go Sabres, go Wings, go Lions. Yep. And have a great one. Take it easy.